This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. So, of course, you can bring up anything. We're going to start things out by going to the phones and to the fun. We'll go to Brad Jardis calling from New Hampshire, former law enforcement officer, spent over 10 years of his life on the streets and uh, doing the job of a cop. Now is out of that profession and a liberty activist who's been working inside the system uh, in many ways uh, in court, for instance, uh, came to a college campus recently and was intending to open carry firearms, but the college campus went over to the local courthouse and got an injunction filed, or rather a restraining order, temporary restraining order against Brad and uh, his partner in that case, Tommy Mozingo, uh, who both were intending on carrying firearms on the campus. They made uh, quite a bit of a, a news splash about it. There was a real hubbub. Uh, it tra- spiked traffic big time over at freekeen.com, where Brad is one of the bloggers. Uh, Brad Jardis, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Hey, good. Hello, thanks. So I heard that there was some news uh, in your case. Uh, there was, actually. Um, the uh, decision came out today from the Grafton County Superior Court. And the judge ruled essentially that the university system of New Hampshire is not a political subdivision of the state of New Hampshire and therefore is exempt from the preemption law that says that only the state legislature can regulate firearms. And this is uh, extremely interesting because during our court hearing, um, it was brought up that the university system back in 1991 argued that they are a political subdivision. So essentially the judge is just making stuff up as he goes as is quite common in the uh, uh, in the court system. But you're not, probably not surprised about that. No, I'm not really surprised about that. And I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you, you lost, uh, Brad. Were you, you were hoping that you would actually win at this level, right? I mean, you went to uh, the courthouse, you asked people to stand for the judge, to, you know, kind of work within the system, and they threw it right back in your face. Well, if you read the law, it's it's pretty clear that um, that we are correct. And the great part about this whole uh, this whole battle that we're in uh, to increase self defense rights in New Hampshire, specifically on publicly owned university property, mm-hmm. is that before we went out and did it, um, I spoke to about seven different state representatives, and they're having this fight right now in the state legislature. So because we lost today uh, in the ruling that came out. They're going to use that um, to further a bill that was just passed by a 54% majority uh, a couple, uh, probably about a week ago. And they're going to use our loss to uh, to try to increase that majority to a veto-proof one, mm. because our governor here has already said that he's going to veto this law, which would specifically make it legal for uh, for students uh, at publicly funded universities to carry firearms. So, so although it was a loss, it's also a win because there's a bunch of different ways we can win this battle, and that, of course, is to enhance self-defense freedom here in New Hampshire. Now, are you planning on appealing this decision? It was just a superior court decision. Are you planning on appealing it up to the Supreme Court? Well, we've been in discussion with a couple different uh, state representatives, and um, we're still trying to decide exactly what we want to do. Um, once we find the absolute best uh, avenue to, pr- to proceed, we're going to do that. Uh, and, of course, you know, the ultimate, ultimate goal here, whether it's through the court system or the legislature, is that, uh, you know, uh, 
college students at publicly owned universities can have the right to defend themselves. I mean, anyone who looks at the statistics would see that one out of four women are sexually assaulted on a college campus every year, and that is just astounding. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't even sound believable. That, <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound believable, but I tell you, look it up yourself. And uh, the fact Drunk is, college frat boys, Mark, I believe it. I, I, yeah. I, I wonder what they define as uh, sexually assaulted is what I wonder. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mark. I'll post that on your Facebook wall. I'll get you the statistic, and uh, it is it is actually quite shocking. Um, I have some I, other I, news I'm for you shocked. guys, though. Okay. Uh, well, I, okay, I fine. Other... Go for it. Okay, uh, so uh, Adam Kokesh from AdamVersusTheMan.com. Yeah, we've had Adam uh, on a few times. Yeah, uh, he was in New Hampshire for the uh, leading up to the primary, and uh, I went out with him and some other great activists from New Hampshire to do some uh, po- some politicking for Ron Paul. And uh, we went to a couple different events. We went to a Romney event, a Santorum event, uh, and uh, actually a couple of Santorum events and some Gingrich events. And at one of the uh, new Gingrich events, uh, Adam was assaulted by a private security officer. And when we were there, uh, we tried to make a report to the police. On the video. Police There's video of this video. happening. Yeah. Oh, in front yeah. of multiple yeah. witnesses. Multiple witnesses. So this this guy, who's not a law enforcement officer, so he's got no authority to initiate violence. Um, he he gets out of his SUV, goes over and assaults Adam, and you know, like we're just like, oh my god, like what what is this guy doing? Um, and so I called nine one one, and uh, essentially the police who were on scene basically told us they didn't care. Yeah, and they the refused that, to take a statement about an assault that had happened. I mean, you yeah, wanted to report video. an assault, and they refused to even talk to you, basically. Right. So um, they, they told Adam and, uh, and I that, uh, no, we're not going to take your complaint here. Go to the police station later. So Adam and I went to the police station at about, it was about 1 a.m. the very next morning. And um, Adam had his camera and the police officer, a guy named Lieutenant Dyack of the Hudson, New Hampshire police, he threatened Adam with arrest uh, two or three times. And um, Basically, I told him, I said, look, the the first Federal Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled on this and said that people can film police in public. And he said, well, yeah, that doesn't supersede state law. And I said, no, it really does supersede <laughs> state law. And, and and he said, you know, no, it doesn't. And this is all on video. You can see it at Adam versus the man, or you can see it at freekeen.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, uh, I, I argued with him for a little bit. I sort of played bad cop. Adam played good cop. And uh, he eventually he said, okay, I'll be back in a minute. And he went back. I, I'm suspecting he called an attorney. Um, but he came back and said, yeah, I was wrong. And he goes, yeah, you guys can film me. And to, to see this, this is the first time I've ever seen this, uh, you know, in my time as a police officer or, uh, you know, in my time as a liberty activist, I have never seen a police officer or especially a police lieutenant who's in command of uh, an entire, you know, a fairly good-sized police department admit straight up, yeah, I was wrong about something, and you're right. And, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty epic video that people should watch. It's, it's pretty surprising when uh, when he actually comes back and does that. I mean, clearly the guy's got a somewhat a cooler head than certain people in the policing profession. Because I can tell you, I mean, I've shown some of these guys uh, laws and stuff like that, and they just don't care. Like uh, they just like the court, the court security at the local courthouse here. They they don't give a damn what other courtrooms say or what other what the law <laughs> oh, says. No. In the latest video with Pete, it was I mean it was just shocking. You know, Pete had never been involved with any of these group you know sort of activities that have happened out there, and to see them sort of just insta ban him. 
Right, just Just because he was hanging around with me. I mean, Pete Ayer's been banned from the courthouse property simply because he was nearby me and Derek J. Uh, I mean, there's no reason whatsoever even given for banning Pete. So, I mean, these people just don't care. So it's completely random, you know, when you finally run into somebody that actually is willing to think and consider what it is you're saying to them. Yeah, so what we've been talking about, um, myself and some other activists up here, is if the Hudson police uh, does a legitimate investigation into uh, Newt Gingrich's uh, security officer who assaulted Adam, who uh, also, uh, there's a woman from uh, from Connecticut who was assaulted by Newt Gingrich's security, uh, who the, that the Manchester police is now investigating uh, something that happened in Manchester. Um, you know, this this potentially could derail a presidential campaign because, you know, he's going to have two security officers that potentially could be arrested for assault. Um, Odds are good so they'll drag it, their feet on the uh, investigation and probably well, not we'll do see. anything about it. But We'll see. You know, you know we're gonna we'll keep see. The, we're we're going to keep the heat turned up on them. Um, but, you know, I wanted to share with you and your listeners that uh, that there is some good news, that there are police officers out there that if you make if you make the argument to them in the right way, that they will back down, and uh, you but know, ultimately you you called him uh, you you called this bluff. He he threatened to arrest Adam Kokesh, and you told but the Adam guy saw the light. You told Adam keep recording, and you stood yep. your ground. And I think that was the most important part of the video, where you didn't back down when this man was threatening you, and it was just yep. his personal you know choice to make to take the effort to go and look for it because had he arrested you he would not have been held liable uh brad no. thanks for the call tonight man people can follow yeah, brad over at freekeen.com we're coming up it's free talk live if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site. We give them all to you. So head over and, uh, for instance, you can download years' worth of the show in archive format to MP3 uh, over at freetalklive.com. Click all the way back to as late as 2006 and take as many as you like. They are completely free. Once again, free stuff over at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. And coming up for the Liberty uh, for, for the Free State Project is the Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 26th. We are going to be broadcasting live throughout the Liberty Forum. Uh, every single evening we'll be doing Free Talk Live there. Uh, you, of course, should be there because there are hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people that will all be together in the same hotel for the weekend. And that alone would be enough reason to uh, to go, just to be around other people who think, like, you know, freedom's important, uh, those folks. But also, you'll get to see great speakers like Peter Schiff. You may have heard of Peter Schiff. He's a very famous investment advisor who predicted a lot of the economic calamity uh, that is striking the U.S. Also, Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. Other uh, great speakers, including Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center, Jody Emery from CannabisCulture.com, Prax Girl, 
as well as Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime, and more. Go and see the full list over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and use our discount code to get signed up, which is FTL2012. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Save 10% with code FTL2012. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about what you want. And then coming up, more about uh, the ability to record the police with another court case that uh, might be of interest here. Spencer is on the line, though, listening in Salt Lake City. Spencer, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Spencer, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I actually just wanted to really quickly revisit uh, a call from yesterday about Ayn Rand. I was listening on the podcast today. Okay. Um, there was one point I did want to make a correction on. Uh, we talked about Rand being a minimal government type person, and a lot of people read her fictions, and she draws up an ethical system that really implies uh, a lot of the things that you, Ian, uh, advocate, which is that the state has no validity. The problem is that she really just didn't fully apply those implications herself. Now, she did, when we when we say Rand is a minarchist, you have to put a huge asterisk on that, because she did acknowledge that any involuntary funding of the state is immoral. So she's not she? a even well, a small government person in the traditional sense. Well, um, if so my question to you would be this. If there was an organization that was self-funded, and that organization decided that uh, it was going to enforce rules upon you, say that you could not um, imbibe um, you know, marijuana or something like that, um, that it set itself up as, a, you know, as an organization setting down whatever rules it sets down. Even though it's uh, self-funded in whatever way it's self-funded, the fact that it claims for itself a monopoly in the area, area of law enforcement is another aspect that's really important to the state. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, right. I'd be interested in hearing from somebody that knows more about Ayn Rand and what she believes. I'm not an expert on her. I just know what I've heard from people that are very familiar with her. And uh, someone like a Pete Ayer, for instance, he would he would make it pretty clear that she is uh, that she is a minarchist and that she's. I, I think. I mean, I don't want to speak for Pete, uh, and I certainly can't speak well, for Ayn Rand. And I wouldn't say minarchist like it's a bad word either. I think that Ayn Rand took people a long way down the road. I thought I'd heard that Ayn Rand did not like libertarians because they were more principled than she you're was. Right, Ian. And and that's really the disconnect. I know I'm pretty familiar with her philosophy, and although I wouldn't call myself a card carrying Randite, uh, the the article you want to look for on this it's from the Virtue of Selfishness, and it's called Government Financing in a Free Society. But that's really the disconnect. She 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 laid down an ethical system that implies all of what you and I believe, Ian, that that the state has no validity because it's funded by force. But she just never really acknowledged it herself. She seemed to have just kind of a a cultural block, maybe, uh, about ever actually embracing fully the idea that the state is not valid. Uh, my speculation is maybe it comes from her background and, and the association she had with anarchists as being left-wing. And, and she did say some pretty... Uh, Un, you know, unfounded things about libertarians on that basis. What was it uh, that she had said ethical... about libertarians? What's that? What was it that she had said about libertarians? You know, I don't remember it all in detail. There, there is a couple articles out there on the web that 
that she wrote about the ideas of anarcho-capitalism and how basically her her big complaint is that she she still think there thinks there has to be uh, a single provider. I see. So she supports a she supports a monopoly government, but uh, supports voluntary funding of it. Yes, that that's a good way to put it. You know, it would be a step in the right direction. Um, so there you go. Anything else you want to share, Spencer? Uh, well, I did also want to comment. The same caller, Rada Brand, mentioned that he is uh, he was raised as a Mormon, and I come from that background too. I'm practicing Mormon, so uh, I just wanted to address one thing he said. He mentioned that we have in our articles of faith the idea of being subject to kings, magistrates, rulers, etc. And that is, it's a common belief, but I would encourage any Mormons who are listening uh, or who are looking it, into the ideas of liberty to, to read that passage more carefully, because the way I read it, it says that we are su- to support uh, the, the officials of government in their upholding of rights. And uh, so I would just encourage them to look into that, that, that his, the interpretation the caller last night uh, which is very common among Mormons, is not necessarily the correct one. So are you still a Mormon? I am. Oh, okay. And were you born Were you born as a Mormon? Yes, I was. Interesting. Do you wear the underwear? Well, born, I, uh, there's a caveat there. Mormons don't bab- baptize or join the church until they're eight years old. So, so they're all, they're all consenting, basically? They, they at least some level understand what they're getting into as opposed to being baptized when they're, you know, like two and couldn't possibly even be aware? Yeah, well, as much as an eight-year-old could really understand, but yes, it's, right. it's far better than, you know, just throwing infants into a church. <laughs> Interesting. Well, anything else you want to share tonight? That would be about Thanks, it. Spencer. Thanks. I appreciate hearing Thanks from you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can bring up what you want. Tom's in Michigan. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey, Tom. Wow. Uh, I, it, this is incredible. I, I've been listening to you guys for very long. Uh, I have a, uh, a very good friend of mine here in, in, in Michigan, Kurt, who you guys know very well. He Indeed, is, sir. Uh, he has influenced me to actually be, become a... Uh, a uh, participant or whatever you want to call it I, I i am still against our government and i understand what is happening in what is in what are you participating well i i am in a uh, court case right now all right tell and, me more uh, about it here in a moment we'll come back with more tom uh 855-450-FREE you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever's on your mind this is free talk live coming up north korea punishes its people for are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk live, bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line 
855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And don't forget, you can get interactive on the uh, the Free Talk Live BBS with other listeners. You can also get uh, show notes, like uh, the show prep stuff that we use. That's there, too, over at the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's all free, of course. BBS. <coughs> Woo.freetalklive.com. You all right, buddy? Nope. <laughs> that, little cookie, that little cookie you had during the break going down the wrong throat, huh? Mm. So we were just talking about Ayn Rand. If you want to get, uh, say you tried to start Atlas Shrugged and you just couldn't make it all the way through because you, I don't know, whatever, didn't have the time. It's a it's a long book. There's no doubt. You could get it on audiobook from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for free. You can download it onto your MP3 device, uh, play it uh, in your car, put it on a jump drive, play it in your car if your car stereo takes a jump drive. In whatever way you want to, you can uh, have, uh, you know, listen to the book uh, because audiblepodcast.com has tens of thousands of books uh, available in all different categories, whether it's uh, fiction, erotica, history, business, classics, science fiction, anything else. Uh, it's fast, it's easy, it's affordable, and you can get a free download just by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Uh, you get a free gold membership, and that uh, the download's included. So uh, give it a shot, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. What do you want? It's a free book. Great deal and great service from audiblepodcast.com. Slash FTL. Slash FTL. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. We go back to Tom listening in Detroit. Tom, you're back on Free Talk Live. You said you were in a court situation out there? Yes. Uh, Tell me more. uh, Being in a situation where I just had to wait for a while, I need to get my thoughts together. But, uh, again, I have been under the influence, or I should say that I have been informed of the... uh, state project and i am totally on board i am trying to do what i can here in detroit my friend kurt has been the major influence of this and now i am in a situation <clears throat> i can't explain too much I'm, I'm being charged for assault and battery i don't know why who what or when uh i was informed of this and arraigned on december 8th i still do not know who or what or when i supposedly did this is the case uh, the state of uh, of Michigan versus you, or is yeah, it's it's a city in Michigan. Okay, and I and on that particular night, I called my friend Kurt because he was the only one that is informed and would be able to be my witness. And he heard, and I called him because I thought you know the cops told me that uh, yeah, we're we're recording this on our on our video or whatever their their uh, recording device in the car. And I said, you know what? I was sitting in an, in an ice cream shop, minding my own business. And I said, no, I'm going to call a friend. They said, no, 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 you don't touch your phone. I said, no, excuse me, I'm going to call. And I called Kurt, and oh, I good said, for you. Kurt, I just want you to listen to this because you're the only one that I have. And, of course, the police were very adamant about their, they have it recorded and yada yada. So, so this is when now. they were serving you with notice that you needed to show up for an arraignment? No, this was on November 13th when they did this. Now, on uh, two days later, three days later, tops, I get a I get a call, a, a letter in the mail that says that I'm being arrested, basically, by mail 
to show up for an assault charge. What, and what were they, why were they Arrested harassing by mail. <laughs> Yeah, well, why were they in the first place? Right, what, what brought them into the ice cream shop? Well, they told me that someone next door said that I touched someone. This is, it literally, I have the police report. It is no more detailed than I touched someone, sometime, nothing other than that. Hmm. So here I am right now, still, this is now uh, uh, January 12th, and tomorrow I'm going to go watch a court date of my opponent, the prosecutor, because I'm taking this right to trial. At, at my arraignment, I said, nope, I'm not. They, they cut me a deal. Of course, they dropped all charges, just go on probation for 12 months, we'll drop everything, Jeez. and just pay us, pay us this money, this extortion fund. And right. I can't do that. Well, what's the, if they're going to put you on probation, they're going to charge you with something. Um, what are they going to charge you with? No, he's he's. They're dropping all the charges. Well, how would they? How are they going to put you on probation? He would just agree to oh, it. No, no, no. I had to agree to be disorderly. I see. Okay, so now I and today again, there's a way more to this. My attorney sounds like it. I hired an attorney, not my attorney, because I knew better. I have uh, again through Kurt. I have come across Mark Stevens. I have come across jurisdictionary, and I have way educated myself. Good. And I knew better than to have an attorney, because as soon as you have an attorney, you have assumed jurisdiction. You have let them assume jurisdiction against you. Well, well I they, did not. They're, they're, uh, they're okay. assuming that already. They're yeah, gonna, yeah, if, that you can stronger. challenge jurisdiction all you want, day and night, and they just won't care about that. But oh, yeah. oh, not yeah. having an attorney is beneficial because the attorney has to do certain things that you don't have to do. The attorney has sworn right. an oath to be an officer of the court. And so, therefore, there are certain things the attorney is just not willing to do. Even if he agrees with it as a tactic, like, say, talking about jury nullification, for instance, he won't ever do it because he's too afraid that they'll uh, pull his bar card, pull his membership from their, their private club, basically, and he'll no longer be able to practice, so-called practice uh, law. But you, as an individual, don't have those same restrictions when you're acting as your own attorney or whatever they call that, representing yourself, which still doesn't make any sense to me. How can I represent myself? I am myself. And not anyway, representing myself. I am myself. It's <laughs> just some weird legal mumbo-jumbo. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you made that point. So, I did not want to be represented by an attorney. What I wanted when I went to this attorney, who I knew, I asked him because I thought that the videotapes that they claimed that they saw me assaulting or whatever they, they claimed they did, I wanted those. I hired this attorney to do, and I paid him $175. Get those tapes. And guess what? Here I stand on January 12th. I went to the attorney today. He has not done any of it. The FOIA information, which is a form that we have to file through the city to get the recording from the police car recording, was never done. Everything that I asked him to do that I made exactly plain and clear to do was not done. And here I stand with nothing in my hand. But my, my friend Kurt, who heard the conversation, because I called him to back me up. When does this, go, now, to, when does this go to trial, Tom? And uh, this is the best part. I have not yet been informed on who was I, I assaulted, when, what, or where. It's crazy. And the, the, the court date is set for February 10th. So I don't and know what all I, the rules are in Michigan. Obviously, they, they change. I don't even know the rules in New Hampshire are, but I'm a little familiar with the system here. And I know that in most places, you can do what they call file for discovery, uh, where right. the yeah, state you can do that. 
has to uh, provide you with all of the evidence hey, hold that on, they hold have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to cut you off, but check this out. Because of the fact that they have not informed me, and I am way more educated more than, than most dummies, I have already filed four motions that come before the court on January 26th, which is, one, guaranteeing my constitutional rights to do what I'm entitled to, two, proving jurisdiction, three, uh, the fact that my Sixth Amendment rights have been totally disregarded of informing me of what I am in what I'm charged with. Right. How are you supposed to defend yourself? You don't even know what the incident is. Exactly. Exactly. And that is is plain and clear in in our Sixth Amendment rights that we are supposed to be told, if you murdered someone, he was, you might want to know who did it, or or, excuse me, who you murdered, and where it was, and when, and yada, yada. I have discovered none of it. And today, I went to my attorney that I hired to do all this for me, and he hands me all the paperwork that is completely sent to the wrong entity with nothing that I needed to know. And now he says to me, well, it's your responsibility to research this. I don't think so. It's the government's responsibility to tell me who the hell I did this to. It sure is. I hope you'll keep us in the loop, uh, Tom, and let us know Crazy. what happens as this develops. I thank you for the call and the heads up tonight, and good luck out there. It's not easy. 855-450-FREE. The deck is way stacked against you. It's their court system. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. Here tonight, it's Ian with you. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. If you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find different things that will help you get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world, uh, including web banners you can add to your your website, your blog, uh, also real-life flyers you can print out and distribute post places, uh, so different things to, uh, to help spread the word about Free Talk Live over at promote.freetalklive.com, and you can get a free bumper sticker. The instructions are there. Again, promote.freetalklive.com. Dot com. We continue with you and your thoughts. Chris, calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live, Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, just hey. real quick on uh, the Ayn Rand thing. Um, the reason why she was against libertarianism is because libert- libertarianism is a political code, not a moral one. Uh, philosophy, in the end, is divided up into two, ta- two categories, ethics and politics. And libertarianism does not uh, uphold a particular philosophy in and of itself, which is why she said she was so disgusted with it. Because Doesn't it hold the philosophy that you shouldn't harm another person? You shouldn't aggress against another person? Yeah, like, I always thought it was a very social. moral uh, principle. Ob- being back objectivism when- is a philosophy. Libertarianism is not a philosophy. Isn't that what she said? It's not no, no, a I, political philosophy. It's a moral philosophy. I disagree, though. I'm like, I, mean, right. I know that's what she asserted. I disagree that it is, is true or not. I think that it's not political. I don't believe that libertarianism is, is political. I believe that it 
is a philosophical, um, and it's philosophical. It's a very moral movement. You can't lay out libertarianism, you know, from A to Z. Like I did. You can with subjectivism. You do not. You do not uh, aggress against uh, other people for political, political or right. social. Right to gains. say libertarianism is political is completely inaccurate uh, because originally. Where did libertarianism come from? Who developed it? Did, the, hold on, just it's a second. It's a conglomerate this, of John Locke, of Immanuel Kant, of uh, of objectivism. It's it's a bunch of different philosophies that are good. I'm not saying that it's bad. I think she went overboard. It's a I'm conglomeration a of a bunch of different philosophies. But there is no libertarian philosophy. You cannot buy a book that says libertarianism and read straight up what libertarianism you can about. Sure, you can. There's plenty of books like that. A philosophy isn't a philosophy if one person didn't come up with it. A philosophy in and of itself has to be inviolate for it to be a philosophy. It has inviolate. to be set, Yeah, it has to be a set moral code. It can't vary. It That's doesn't. The, whole purpose of the, the idea of libertarianism is uh, very set. I mean, again, when I joined the Libertarian Party, again, I'm no longer a libertarian today, but I'm a well, Libertarian Party doesn't mean whether you're in the Libertarian Party doesn't really mean you're a libertarian. No, that's one of the points I wanted to make. Is it's not political. The Libertarian Party is just a wing of the entire libertarian movement, but like a tail it, feather. But the moral philosophy was right there on the front page. I mean, it was right there in the signing agreement that uh, you agreed that uh, you would not use or advocate the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. I mean, clearly, libertarianism, right, libertarianism uh, rejects the initiation of force, which is a moral perspective. Of, of non-force, that libertarians obtain that idea from other philosophers who are not libertarians. All but I ideas not come from other places. About that. Right, but just because, they, just because it's a philosophy that is a conglomeration of other philosophies doesn't mean that it is not in and of itself a philosophy. Do you, hold on. Do you think okay. Ayn Rand was the first person to think up her ideas? No. I'm not, because Ayn Rand differs from other classical, classical liberals in her objectivism. What I'm saying is is that she's making, as the way philosophy works, that in order to call something a philosophy, it can't be variable in its pretenses. What's the variable okay. uh, factor when it comes to non-initiation of force? I, I think, well, I'm not sure if I really understand that question in the sense of how libertarianism works, because non-initiation of force, although it's part of libertarianism, does not claim it's, it's the founding principle. Liber- it's the founding sure, principle of that's, the, the that's concept. A philosophy, right. You know, but it's not a philosophy. It's not the philosophy. It's a philosophy amongst others. No, it's the founding principle that that which is the rest of it is. Yeah, that's it is that principle yeah. upon which the rest of the and property rights. There yeah, are bad liber- there are bad libertarians out there, or people that have not come to the complete idea of of uh, not not aggressing. Which against is why I don't call myself a people. libertarian. But that doesn't the anarchists make the same make the same argument. So right? wait a minute, are you saying that of force is not anarchist? Okay, hold on a second. You're saying objectivism is a philosophy. Can you point out why objects, you know, why why this is true in this case, and how we can relate that to it being untrue in the libertarian case for communication purposes? Can you kind of just point that out? How is objectivism a philosophy in your realm, and or in the way you're explaining things? Yeah. And libertarianism because objectivism is invariable in its in its in its pretenses. What is the and core of objectivism? Objectivism has has certain guidelines that are part and parcel and only in reference to. Can you sum up objectivism in one sentence? Sure. Can, I, I I can't do that without. Okay. Thinking too so long, how is so. libertarianism variable? It's it's variable in its in its in its body. 
That is its manifestation in the body politic. It's it's variable. So wait, wait, oh, okay, okay. So I'm understanding here. Let me make sure I've got this clear. What you just said, it's in the variable in the body, the body politic, meaning the individuals don't hold firm to the philosophy of of liberty. Like, and that's true. A lot of people calling themselves libertarians, like Glenn Beck, for instance, some of these other people, uh, are clearly not adhering to the philosophy, uh, to the the founding principle of non-initiation of force. So you know, to that from that perspective, it's correct. So what you're saying is that objectivism is a valid philosophy to you because you believe all objectivists are lockstep with one another? I'm not saying if it's I'm not saying it's more valid over over the 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 the, the guidelines of libertarianism. I see libertarianism as kind of like this this progress. So the libertarianism is a lot different today than it was 40, 50 years ago. Sure. So you're saying libertarian well, right, people that call but, themselves libertarians are different today than they were 20 years ago. But by your definition, if somebody who claims to be an objectivist believes something that's different than you, then objectivism is no longer a philosophy, right? No, I'm saying that objectivism is was invented by Ayn Rand. It's Ayn Rand. Okay. okay? And so it's her philosophy. So you okay, got- nobody else's. It's hers, and so it's a philosophy which she wrote, and it is a philosophy which is invariable in its guidelines and pretenses. So, and libertarianism is variable because you can't trace libertarianism back to one person and a then decide what that. Has- wait, 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 wait! I'm not done. Okay. Be- okay. Wait, okay, because <laughs> you can't trace libertarianism back to one person, and that person has the say so as to what libertarianism is, and because different people have different ideas as to what libertarianism is, it to your definition. It's not a philosophy, whereas because uh, objectivism was created by one person, you could either be a good objectivist or a bad objectivist. Is that the claim? The, yeah, the claim that I'm saying. No, the claim that I'm saying is is that libertarianism does not uphold a straightforward, invariable philosophy. Philosophy is the interpretation of facts of how they are. Okay, and so. Libertarianism can't say that. Objectivism can't. What about voluntarism? Now, okay. What, what about voluntarism? Because like I'm not a libertarian. But... I think he may have just come to it on the, this last sentence. Uh, uh, philosophy is a, a statement of how about how things are. It's it's libert. Uh, uh, philosophy is a philosophy is a, is is the statement of things of how they are of how they're observed. Definition of philosophy from dictionary.com, a system of principles for guidance in practical affairs. Uh, The libertarian principle is a very simple system. You don't initiate force against other human beings. Sure, certainly it fits into that definition, but it doesn't fit into his definition. No, clearly not. If if that's your operating definition, But I'm betting his definition's coming from Ayn Rand. No, he said it was from Aristotle. Oh, really? Some some, some dead Greek guy from 5,000 years ago. What I'm saying is philosophy, as defined by Aristotle, is when somebody says, this is life, this is how things and how they are, and it's used invariably as their guideline, their philosophy, in which they, you know, see things, the way they react. Definition number one, the rational investigation of the truths and principles of being, knowledge, or conduct. Two, any of the three branches, namely natural philosophy, moral philosophy, and metaphysical philosophy that are accepted as composing this study, But you can write a book on libertarianism and people will object. Right, but if you don't, if you can write a book on objectivism, it has to hold true to objectivism. You mean it has to hold true to the dear leader Ayn Rand and her uh, vision of whatever objectivism was? Are you? Would you consider yourself a Randite? 
No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm no, just, you sound I'm like one. Well, I don't know I don't, that I, you know, if that's his definition, fine. I mean, it seems to fit, you know, to some extent or another. To me, what my understanding of what a philosophy was, was, you know, your, your framework for dealing with the world, the way you I, conduct yourself. I think, I think you, you're, the way you pigeonhole a definition as a way you communicate something, it sort of decreases your ability to communicate with others. If you can't come to common terms with the word philosophy in this discussion where, where we can all agree on a lot of things, okay. uh, I think it's really difficult for you to communicate and persuade and to inform other people. I, th- I, I, I totally agree. It seems that we have a different understanding of what the word philosophy right. means. So what was the intention of your, what was, it, what was the point overall of your call? Clear it up. Oh, the point of? Of my call is that that was what Ayn Rand was trying to get across, regardless of whether or not I agree. That was her argument that that libertarianism does not uphold, according to Ayn Rand. Well, and I would say Ayn Rand is wrong about that. Thank you for the call, uh, sure. Chris. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Wow. Who cares what Ayn Rand thinks? There's a roundabout way to get to that. Yeah. Who cares what she thinks? She's not right. even around anymore. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number two is next. It's Free Talk Live. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content there if you would like. You can submit different things you find online, and other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you have uh, suggested. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive as we continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, Chris, listening in Kentucky to Bowling uh, in Bowling Green. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Hey, uh, good evening. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, Chris? Uh, I was actually calling in to talk about uh, this video that uh, purportedly shows uh, four Marines desecrating um, dead uh, Afghani bodies. I don't know if you guys have seen the video yet. Oh God, no! I'd heard about it, and I have not seen I it. Have seen I? It. Mark, I've heard about it, though. Have you seen this? I uh, saw a a capture of it, but that's it. So they were urinating on uh, corpses, is that correct? The uh, U.S. Marines? Yeah, I I reluctantly watched the video just to get the the whole picture. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it's showing. Sounds Um, awful. I'm a a veteran. Um, You know, I I went to Iraq for a year, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people would think that, uh, or I've been told that I'm in a really good position to be able to talk about these kind of issues because, you know, I've been there, I've done that kind of thing, you know. And I'm just going to go out and say it. Those four Marines and people like them, that's the reason why they hate us. That's the reason why what? They hate us? That's the reason why they hate us. Ah, yes. You know, 
the, the, the people in the Middle East, you know, around the world, they don't hate us for our freedoms. They don't hate us because we, you know, live in a quasi-capitalist society. They hate us because of our disrespect, you know, for other people. Mm. And well, of course, when I you just, say that, you mean the the visible disrespect by people who are not us, because I don't disrespect uh, other right, people right. like that, and I don't think you you guys right. do either. Yeah, I, I think the arrogance, the disrespect, and I, well, at, at the core, you know, the the United States government, they don't even believe that their own their own numbers or or social security numbers or people are actually you know individual sovereign people. They own them. You know, they own you and the product of of whatever you produce your labors your time they own that too i i'd say that there's to some extent a problem with sort of um i, I believe that institutions have uh have sort of um philosophies themselves that they uh that they evolve over time and that those uh, conversations exist in those institutions uh you know throughout the the older the institution the longer the conversation inside of it and i think that the military is a really old organization because the fact is that even the guys that started the United States military were in, you know, the, the English militia. And then, of course, there was German and, and French uh, influences and stuff like that. So, I mean, really, the military is something that's thousands of years old, not even a couple of hundred here in the United States. And I get like to me so the conversations are um you know we're an army and then the new conversation is essentially we use the military as a the world's police force and the the peeing on of bodies by policemen would be obviously a, a terrible terrible thing to do because they're there to serve the public whereas um a military to some extent i mean this is sort of an older conversation that's contained within the military is uh, you know like if you employ an army, you are releasing a band of killers, and that's what you want them to do. So I think that if a military is employed properly, I don't have any problem with them peeing on the bodies of, their, of the people that, uh, that they are conquering and killing, because those people would have aggressed already against whatever um, you know, people that the military is supposed to be protecting. However... Since they're employed in a fashion that they shouldn't be, since they're since you're sending in, um, you know, a, a I don't know if a, I agree a, with a that, pest Mark. exterminator to be a, a a clown at a kids party. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that sounds really callous to say that even if the military were being like, let's say that uh, the military were being used for defensive purposes, which of course they haven't been in well, my I lifetime. Mean, if I could just jump in here, yeah. I mean, uh, when I was in Iraq, you know, I, I guess you could say that. Just by virtue of me being there, that that was an aggressive action. But with that being said, uh, I am at least proud to say that I never fired one offensive shot while I was there. Uh, most of my time in Iraq, I was spent, uh, you know, patrolling supply routes. And every single time I ever had to discharge my weapon, it was against people who had ambushed us or ambushed uh, a convoy on the supply route. And I mean, Mark, I, I would have never. Uh, thought to do anything like this to anybody that I had fired my weapon upon. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of sick, Mark, to say that it's all right to just urinate was, on somebody's corpse. If because... I was in a firefight um, with uh, you know an opposing side that I considered to be equals and uh, the you know and bad for whatever reason, um, and that's kind of you know what the, the the bad that's what the other guy is, the bad guy, um, and you know they had harmed say some of my friends or something like that, and we had uh, had a hard fought win against those 
these guys, I can see something like this occurring. However, I what am. I see is a conquering nation well, I think uh, desecrating uh, you know, nations that largely haven't done anything to them, enforcing rule upon them that they haven't asked for and don't want. Well, Mark, you're missing a big point of the, the army and, and the military overall. At least what I got when I was in was the idea of a professional soldier, mm-hmm. of someone who is a professional at taking care of a specific task and professionals in any sort of field across the private, public, whatever marketplace, um, they are expected to be professionals, and, and professionals have a certain behavior expected of them, a certain uh, ethics or a certain code of conduct. That, Which doesn't include whipping out your penis and urinating all over no, corpses. No, I mean, it, there are certain things you just don't do because, well, that's just wrong. That's not what a professional would do. And it has nothing to do with whether you conquered someone or anything. It simply has to do with how you hold yourself as an individual. And if you can project this sort of this air of of professionalism, which grants legitimacy and and sort of killing with detachment. Well, it's it's like if if okay, as you said, if if the United, if a soldier had to defend a position here within the borders of the United States, everything's justifiable. Then yes, yes, he's he's going to have to do a very good job at killing. You know, that's yep. the thing. But it's it's like he can still he can still be, be a good at conducting his job and not be a jerk. Or, you can still or, recognize um, that that guy that you killed is a human being, and maybe he made a mistake following the orders. But you're but, also following orders but too. When I do my job well, I'm excited about that. Here's, when I watch a football Mark, player on the finish. field make me, a play, and he's excited about having you're made missing the play it completely. Here's the point, Mark. Because what happens is you're a veteran, by the, the way. People well, know that. Soldier's going to come home, and he's going to have to be a civilian again. Sure. Once things are done. Yes. And do you want these kind of individuals working next to you in the work in the in the workplace? That this guy, oh yeah, I had no problem killing, and it wasn't a big deal pissing on him and taking his body parts and making a necklace out of his ears. I mean, do you really want that kind of person in your society? I don't. I mean, I think that this. I, I said it was all right, though. I'm, oh, no, no, I didn't say it was all right. I Were you, you listening said it was to any, right. Look, I was pretty sure coming up with a right. scenario sure. here where I get why soldiers would celebrate a win. Um, I, I, I don't get that. I mean, I, I understand maybe, you know, a pat on the back and say, hey, you know, good job. We did our job and kind of thing, you know, and maybe a little bit of a, you know, a celebration, you know, with each other. But I mean, this, I mean, because, you know, I've been there, I've done that. But I mean, this goes beyond uh, just basic decency this is not decent this is not decent because of the employment of the military but you know to some extent it's generally not decent when you urinate on another human being's body i mean that's generally not decent I, you know, at that at that point, you're dealing <laughs> Under with any a, circumstance. I, I mean, I I get where you guys are coming from. I, I think a lot of people love the idea of the detached soldier that can kill um, and then not have any kind of emotional release afterwards. Uh, but I mean, well, you know, to yeah. some extent, about the no, military no. is a band of paid killers, sure. and I mean, when you release them, you want them to act that way. Right? Well, no. I mean, if I'm on a the hire, expectation if, if that they would not act that man, way seems crazy. Well, the paid killers don't have to urinate on the bodies of the people that they killed. I don't think it's okay that the people are over there or anything like that. But if you're hiring someone to do a job that includes killing, uh, it doesn't include disrespecting and it doesn't include filth. And that's what you know. That's adding to the the job. It's not necessary. And I, I'm with you, Chris. I thank you for the call tonight, and I uh, appreciate hearing from you at eight five five. 450 free. I mean, why didn't they just go ahead and have a circle jerk while they were at it? I don't know why. Uh, I'm not defending the behavior of these people. 450 free. It's free talk live. It sounded like it. From filmmaker AI Wintermute comes the feature length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. 
It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site. Uh, They're on the house, so enjoy. Over at freetalklive.com, features including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of the program shrine.freetalklive.com. We here on Free Talk Live talk about the new digital currency known as Bitcoin all the time. If you need to find out more about Bitcoins, go to weusecoins.org. However, obtaining them for some folks has been tricky up till now. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. I've used crypto exchange, did it very recently, um, and it was fast, as fast as, uh, you know, getting an order on the, the Internet, going to a local bank, giving them some money, and, um, you know, it's, it shows up online. Uh, so, you know, it, I would say that it's true. It's fast and safe. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service. I used it. Is all you have to do is uh, visit their website, click on the live support link at the top, see the crypto exchange banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com that's the easiest way to get to crypto exchange it's crypto exchange um, and their banner is at uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com all right so our number again 855-450-FREE that is the SACL CAI toll free line and uh, lest anyone think that Mark is being somewhat reasonable on this topic uh, again uh, previously denying that he said it was okay uh, JJ did he not uh, reaffirm during the break that he was completely okay with uh, soldiers who are defending a piece of property uh, from aggressors, urinating on corpses, and even cutting up body parts and making necklaces from them. I, I, I think Mark would, uh, would... You can answer that question, can you, Mark? Didn't you hear him say he was what okay I'm with that? I'm trying oh, yeah. to say, Ian, is when you get into the unpleasant situation of having to defend yourself. Now, mm. I'm not going to defend any of the United States' wars up until now yeah. um, in this circumstance. However, if in the imaginary situation where, say, I have to defend my home uh, of you know New Hampshire against invading forces mm-hmm. or whatever, yes, what I want on my side is a bunch of rabid killers because I believe they'll do what it takes. I don't want people that are going to sit down and think about whether or not this is an appropriate time for the rules of engagement against the enemy. I want people that are ready to kill in that circumstance. When somebody participates in the very animal act of killing another, then I would expect very animal, visceral, and uh, base responses from those people. And it's okay. What, I, th- what these men did is not okay because what these men no, no, did no. is in the, aggressive. In the, in, the, in the circumstance of defending, in the circumstance okay of defending, it is uh, yeah, what I what I said is I'm uh, you know what I would I don't care I right. don't if care you, if you don't care that means you 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 think it's okay I don't right? care you're willing to tolerate uh, urinating on corpses you're willing to tolerate uh, you would not speak out against it is what you're saying as far as i'm concerned if uh, people who are aggressively invading a a piece of country and murdering its civilians i don't care what happens to them one bit not one iota i don't think there is anything such as a civil conduct in war you don't think about so you don't think it's okay or excuse me so 
So when defending one's own pl- property or whatever, you think it's well within the person's rights to defile the corpse of the aggressor in whatever manner If you're defending possible. your property, then you're going to have to deal with the police afterwards, and you don't want to mess with evidence. <laughs> <laughs> you're dodging the question. That's fine. I don't, but I think it's pretty I clear said, what you look, think at if this it's, point. If I it's, think it's pretty clear. If it's them or me confused? and they're the bad guys, if it's them or me and they're the bad guys, mm-hmm. I don't care what my team does to and, them. Right. So you don't care how base uh, the people on your side look, how depraved uh, they act. That doesn't matter as to you. As long as they don't aggress against somebody else. So uh, raping the corpse, that'd be okay too? <laughs> look, man. I mean, is this happening? Wow. Maybe. Uh, where? It wouldn't surprise me. I We've don't... already got urinating on corpses. Uh, look. Uh, There's just no video of someone raping a corpse. All my concern is is defending innocence in that circumstance. Okay. It's not defending, just so it's defending clear. the guilty. I just want to make sure we're clear. Mark is okay with cutting up bar- body parts off of <laughs> uh, corpses of aggressors and re- stringing them around your neck. I, it's okay man. with you. All you wouldn't I, speak out against it. What's not okay with me is having you on my side. I understand in a why fight. you wouldn't. St- I understand why you don't know how well I can shoot. But anyway, uh, what uh, <laughs> I've you, seen you shoot. So before. it's interesting that you wouldn't speak out against uh, any of this behavior. You would just, and I guess it would make sense because do you, you don't want them to behavior? slaughter you. I mean, which, you don't want these psychos to turn around and slaughter you. Like which, it'd probably be good. Which not behavior to say anything are you referring to? The uh, the urination on corpses slash cutting the body parts up into necklaces. This is the the fictitious situation, not the news story, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I, In your scenario, the I, one you I've created. got nothing to say about uh, people that uh, have not aggressed against other people. I've got nothing to say about them. I, it's it's a very interesting scenario. I personally, it's would, really unlikely. I, I personally would like, you know, I understand what you're saying as far as you want individuals who getting not not to the urination part or the filth part because that I think that's that's crazy, whatever. But you want individuals that are very passionate about defending and. You know, taking out the enemy, if you will, if they have to in the defensive circumstance. You want them to be killers that I'm, I'm going to get the job done and, you know, do whatever it takes to get the job done. To some extent, I believe that a person's passionate about their work is going to be better sure. at their work. I, 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 I think that, it, you know, it's, it's a, dip, I, a despicable line of work. To call this passion? I mean, to, to call it passion? To urinate on a corpse? I think to it's sick. defile a corpse? In but a, what? Oh, so you do have an opinion about it. Oh, so it is sick. I think it's... I, look, man. But you wouldn't Killing speak out. is a sickness. Right, but the, you the wouldn't speak out. The state of mind in which you have to be to participate in this is absolutely a sickness. In defending one, you have to, if you're going to do this, like the land of philosophers is overrun by the land of barbarians because the barbarians are willing to do what it takes. Is it okay or is it sick? It's both of those. Okay, no, it's sick and it's not okay. In fact, if you look at, uh, like, for instance, look at uh, American Indians uh, and how they respected the animals that they were that they were killing. Didn't they uh, scalp their the enemies? Forest. Some of them did uh, did scalp their enemies. Was that's, that sick that's and not okay? I think that's not okay. Okay, yeah, and uh, okay. do you really know that American Indians actually respected these animals, or do you think they just slaughtered the buffalo to near extinction and would have actually slaughtered the buffalo to extinction? And as a matter of fact, the uh, the moa was uh, hunted to extinction on Polynesian islands. I don't think you know flying crap about well, uh, what American Indians about, did I don't know how much to they, animals. I don't know how I mean, much I think that for the them, for the TV I, version so of what it. an American Indian is, that yeah, I get what you're you're coming no, from. No, I don't that think they, it's a TV they, version. They whisper I mean, to the animal as they slit its throat about how it's going to feed their family and for, stuff. It's that's cute. real for some for some Indians. I mean, I'm not going to say that's with all the Indians. I don't, I don't know, know anything about any. I, I wouldn't well, claim I've to read, know anything you know, about. I've it. read books about that. And, okay. You know, while I was in jail, that was one of the books that I read uh, about uh, Indians. And, that, you know, I think that to some extent, it's a sanitized version of what American Indians might have been like. 
well, I, I, the guy was you know a real life person that uh, was talking about that. So again, it wasn't a TV movie or anything like that. It's Mark, a way to look at killing. That's great. It, I think it, right. you know what? It sounds like a better way to look at killing. Good. Awesome. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that you know. Just it's a little disturbing the things you've said here tonight, and I just want to make sure we were clear it's, on it. What do Let's I find to disturbing? Barry, listening in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, to WNMT. Barry, you're on Free Talk Live with Mark. He's really sick. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can I'm I sorry do? for Mark. I just like to apologize. What can I do? What can I do but to, to come in here and and you know maybe disagree with <laughs> Mark because um, you know obviously I feel it'd be my duty to maybe I'm an idealist but I think you can have soldiers um, who don't cross a certain line and I think you know who do we want to do these things we want first of all people who will take an oath you know, to the Constitution and to just the basic understanding of the rules and laws of war. There are such a thing. There used to be. Um, and there used to be honor oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, honor. whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't think the guys in World War One and World War Two participated in activities like this and it just wasn't caught on uh, a camcorder? I don't, I don't I'm not that. speaking of that. I'm he not said speaking that there of that. used to be. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee that what you're speaking of, uh, things like that happened. Hang on, Barry. I, we'll bring you back any- here in a moment. Stick with us. More with Barry. Free talk. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up absolutely anything. I think we've proven that today. <laughs> ah, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Should we call you Hannibal? Uh, 1-855-450-FREE. You can also bring up anything you want, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff there. News updates included. You get emailed updates on what... Free Talk Live is doing, the latest information about the show. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. In fact, I sent out an update today uh, over at news.freetalklive.com informing those of you who are uh, our internet listeners that uh, we had been on locally in Sarasota, Florida, which is Mark and I's hometown area on WSRQ out there this afternoon on Susan's show uh, in the afternoon. Susan is in the, the drive. Uh, that's right, Afternoon Drive. Uh, she's the owner of the radio station, great entrepreneur, picked up a, a local independent uh, station and is running a, a, an awesome radio station out there, FM Talk and AM. Uh, WSRQ airs the show six nights per week, so it was great to be on uh, locally during Afternoon Drive. And, of course, you can download that over at publicity.freetalklive.com. That's where we kind of post the different interviews that we we do on other people's shows or newspaper articles or whatever other sort of publicity events that uh, that we have happen to us because some people are interested in that publicity.freetalklive.com if uh, some kind of emergency does happen whether it's well a, an aggressive war in in your state or unemployment or food shortages natural disasters uh, inflation where food prices run out of control you need to have uh, some food stored up for your family family. 
uh, wisefoodstorage.com can make that happen, can make it happen at rates that are very competitive. And um, many of the food stored foods out there don't have meat in them. And I think it's important to know that wisefoodstorage.com uh, has uh, freeze-dried meat. Um, it's an important distinction. They come in uh, individual metal mylar pouches that you just add water to to cook. You, hot water will make them cook faster, and they'll be a little better to eat. But in certain circumstances, all you got is cold water. Uh, lots of different flavors. Um, they carry a 25-year shelf life. They come in uh, plastic totes that make them easy to stack and, and uh, save for whatever emergency. Put them in your garage. Put them in your basement, wherever you need to. You visit wisefoodstorage.com. Get a free entree sample. Try them out. See if you like them. I think you will. I certainly did. Limited time offer. You can uh, use promo code FTL to also get no-cost shipping on any order. So use the promo code FTL to uh, get a free sample or free and or free shipping. Uh, that's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Promo code FTL, wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Barry is still waiting uh, back on WNMT up in northern Minnesota, uh, listening in Grand Rapids. Barry, you're back on Free Talk Live. want to make sure you have time to get your thoughts out, so go ahead. Yeah, um, and okay, so when I say that there used to be honor in these things, obviously I mean for some. Yeah, I but, would say that there's some. Yeah, and idealism aside... So even if you can't, obviously you can't hold everybody to the standard, you must aspire to that standard, and you must aspire to teach that standard, uh, or you will, you, know, you will face absolute ruin, which is, which is where we're going now, you know, when we have these things not only being done but codified. You know, the NDAA is making you know, bad things just uh, on paper okay. And we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard, and it's up to the warriors to do that. You know, um, it's up to it's up to them to understand what's humane and what's not. You know, what's what's war and, and what actually crosses that line. And when you say things happen in World War II, yes, and I don't condone that, and I don't condone anything like in the Civil War, uh, the North. You know, on record, uh, burnt down towns and raped and pillaged and. You yep. know, Vietnam. Obviously, there's no excuses. Like in Vietnam, there's no excuses that can be made for any of that. So, and, but to you me, know, part of that is not holding, not holding them to that standard, or someone, you know, letting that standard go. To me, war is these these things happening as war in war are unsurprising and unmoving. If the war, uh, okay, and but I think that wars have been uh, the, the United States has participated in far too many of them. If they were yeah. this incredibly rare occurrence that uh, was started over some you know so, so, sort of uh, terrible egregious act, then I would be much less likely to have a problem with these things. I have a problem with what occurred in Afghanistan because I don't think that those troops belong in Af- Afghanistan in the first place, and this is what creates the ill will in these places. However, I don't have this uh, belief that a 19-year-old kid that you put a, you know, an automatic weapon in their hand um, is going to necessarily conduct themselves to the level of professional, dispassionate professional killer that um, we might very well want them to aspire to. I think that's probably a realistic uh, thing to say, Mark, because you know young people are less mature than and their older that's counterparts. That's why I say I don't care. And by the way, young people are far better soldiers than old people because they can hoof the stuff on their back. But they can carry those things. They can do all the things that it takes. That you shouldn't care. Well, it's also the dehumanizing factor of being in the, the military and, and how they make you view your enemies so that you don't have a problem killing them, obviously. But unfortunately, with the way the military and the state is these days... Who knows where the military is going to be pointed at next? And domestically, it, it doesn't even seem un, uh, unlikely that it could occur there. 
So do you really want that that sort of uh, you know weapon used against uh, domestic targets? It's no, of course, no one wants that. It's, Barry, any other thoughts you want to share? Well, there's just a danger of not letting or of it not moving you anymore. Even with all the bad that's happened, the layer upon layer of trouble we're in, you can't just. It moves me. I'll just put it that way. Which one it is it? Me. What is it? You, you're just saying there. You're so, just saying that these atrocities and war and these things that happen, they don't necessarily move you anymore. Well, they would move it, me. It they move me because I believe the wars to be unjust. I don't. I well, haven't been able to. Individual acts themselves, though, in themselves. When I hear about them, they do move me. They move and, me too. Because yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. Hopefully, hopefully okay. we don't get that numb. You know that just because the war is wrong, we don't forget that there are other things being done very wrong inside of it. Of course, and you understand that. Thank you, Barry. I certainly do. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Let's talk to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Frank, I hear you listening on some other device, and that is usually not a good way to do as many calls as you made. Frank, you should know that, and you should know better than to take hits <laughs> off of your vaporizer while you're on the air. People I should hear that stuff, Mark. Wow, you can hear it in his mouth. You can hear the uh, yeah. the the vapor blocking his voice from getting into the. Does microphone. sound like that. Yeah. So bad boy, uh, Frank. I think he's taking a nap. Frank, Let's going go to, once. Go to the Frank, bathroom. going twice. I'll put him back on hold. Maybe I'll hold. check back in here in a little bit. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So uh, you know, since we're talking about international things, news out of North Korea. As you know, uh, Kim Jong Il died recently, and his son Kim Jong Un, I believe, was, yeah, is it Un? Yeah, Un. Uh, he. Yeah, Kim Jong-un, his son, has taken over, but it's not just a, a dear leader thing necessarily in this way. He's also ruling with the military, so it's more of a, a panel ruler situation, uh, multiple... What's happened over people. time is uh, their, uh, the, the grandfather, I can't, Kim Jong-something or other, um, uh, you know... I the name's getting confusing. It's Kim Il-sung or something. Yeah, Kim, Kim Il-sung. Yeah, that sounds right. He uh, he was much more of a dictator than Kim Jong-il. And, you know, the military has increased in its power and the dictator has decreased over the sort of the generations. So, uh, not to talk about the political aspects of that, but there's news uh, from, let's see, TV. North Korean citizens who did not take part in mourning ceremonies for the country's late leader Kim Jong-il are facing up to six months in labor camps, according to Interfax. According to South Korean media sources, people's courts have taken place all over the country starting December 29th to condemn those who did not show enough emotion after the death of great leader Kim Jong-il. The people's court hearings were reportedly over by January 8th. The behavior of those who criticized the three-generation principle of ruling the country was also a matter of discussion during the court meetings. It was reported that calendars were fully taken out of stores because the date of death of the late Kim Jong-il was not marked in them. So the 2012 calendars have been removed, uh, and they will be updating those calendars All of them? now. Yes. Okay. Kim Jong-il... So somebody's idea of what was important and an important use of time and energy was, let's get every calendar in the country and take it and mark uh, the death of our dear leader on it, and That's right. uh, then we can put them back in place. And if it was decided by these panels that uh, you did not show the appropriate amount of sadness for the passing of Kim Jong-il, which is likely means you were snitched out by your neighbors. Sounds that way. Uh, then you would be subject to going to the labor camps. And that doesn't sound like much fun, because it's probably not much fun to do regular labor in North Korea, because <laughs> right. uh, they're living in the Stone Age. But to be forced to some sort of labor camp, that sounds awful. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
in every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live. That toll-free number is 855-453-1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there for free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links you'll find there on that page. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So it's still Amazon, still the same great selection and service and huge uh, selection, by the way. Dozens of categories, probably millions of items. I don't even know. I mean, it's just a tremendous website. You can even order used items through Amazon. And, of course, if you're ordering brand new, in a lot of cases, you're going to get free super saver shipping. So it's the same Amazon experience you're used to. You're just starting through our portal so Amazon knows to send us a cut of the sale. Start over at shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. If you uh, have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI is a company that can handle that for you. Uh, their principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live. And you can support uh, Free Talk Live by supporting SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. We're going to try Frank one more time here in New York. Frank, uh, you're back on. Are you working now? Hello. Yes, Hello. Okay, Frank, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, hi. How are you doing this evening? Super, good. Yeah, I wanted to make two brief comments. The first, regarding Ayn Rand's objectivity uh, in philosophy. Philosophy really can't be, you know, defined in one sentence. I think if we look at Jürgen Habermas's uh, context, uh, the contextual or the justification application, we realize that there are many applications that are dependent upon context be they ethical, political, intellectual, uh, uh, theological, we can go on and on with the different isms, uh, and ideological as well. Uh, so we have to be acutely aware of that and mindfully aware that often philosophy, all the great ideas in a sense have been thought and defined long before us and the philosophers. It's sort of like an organic uh, form that just keeps growing and expanding and expanding and, you know, taking in ideas and the scholars or the philosophers integrate different discourses and it goes on and on. And right now philosophy is, you know, quite expansive. It can involve a philosophy of science, it can involve a philosophy of ethics, it can be classical philosophy, it can be medieval, uh, Thomistic uh, philosophy, uh, you know, it can be uh, 20th century uh, critical theory of the Frankfurt School. It can be pragmatism. We can go back to uh, Montesquieu and Locke and Jeremy Bentham and sort of look at uh, Enlightenment rationality. And it's really quite open-ended. So we have to be mindfully aware of that when we discuss philosophy. And I thought your caller was very good. I found that to be quite stimulating. And your responses as well. It was a very interesting uh, uh, discourse on Free Talk Live. But the point I wanted to mention, now that's been discussed, uh, I wanted to mention that I think it's terrible that the United States military is urinating on dead 
uh, Afghan Taliban uh, fighters. Uh, not only was the invasion of Afghanistan illegal under international law and American law, but Afghanistan, as we now know, had nothing to do with 9-11, which was the justification to go in there and to destroy the culture that, in a sense, the United States, uh, 20 years earlier, had covertly financed the Taliban and the Mujahideen to fight the Soviets when they were in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So, in a sense, it's also very stupid uh, in the sense that it will... Uh, it, it, will, it, it will actually inflame the flames of hatred between, let's say, the United States or the Western military and uh, the Islamic uh, people in their home. Well, these guys aren't hired for it'll, their brains. It'll certainly that, do that. There's really no doubt about tragic. that. That's really quite tragic, and it has a tremendous effect on the United States perceptions right now in the world, which are very poor. And the fact that if the United States is an illegal nation doing criminal acts under, under uh, law, uh, under military law, uh, it's quite tragic. And it shows that really what was once uh, a very uh, interesting tradition regarding uh, being a good neighbor and a good citizen in the world community, we have become really right now, and I'm, I don't mean you or myself, but I'm talking about the military and our government, we have become Nazis, uh, in a sense, with wars of, uh, uh, what do we want to say, uh, wars, preemptive wars. Right, they'll never admit that they're uh, behaving like uh, Nazis. And I've said enough, probably, but but the point is it's terrible to have done that, and it's also criminal under international law and the Geneva Convention. Wouldn't you also agree that it's it's wrong to uh, defile another human being's body under any circumstances? Absolutely. Thank you for that, Frank. I would definitely say that, and it goes back to... It goes back to a very sort of evil, primitive urge that uh, is apparently being embraced right now. And it's, it's tragic, and uh, what is the reason for it? I mean, it shows that, that maybe the soldiers are given drugs when they're going over there to be wiped out, to wipe out people, to be very brutal. And I read an interesting statistic in the British press. They estimate over 250,000 returning uh, veterans from the current wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, Libya, wherever we're going and doing these terrible things, we'll be committing suicide within five How many? years. The return to the United States. Huge about a quarter Did of you a say two hundred thousand? Uh, two hundred thousand, almost a quarter of a million. That's what the Defense Huge. Department's projecting. Thank you, Frank, and for the call tonight. As always, I appreciate hearing from you, sir. Thank Thanks. you. Very well educated. I think that man, the um, the use of the term Nazi in that case uh, diminishes the conversation for for a lot of people. I think that um, the fact is that Afghanistan has been an uh, been essentially occupied by a Western power since the 30s, 1930s. I think um, it's much broader than Afghanistan, though. I mean, checkpoints, loss of uh, due process, habeas corpus, um, illegal searches and seizures. I mean, the secret lists of no no flights. Right, but it's um, not fascist when they do it here. It's, no, but the, the correlation okay. to Nazi is very valid in that sense. That, it is. Yes, if you take some the of The first these, thing that people think when they think Nazis, though, is gassed juice. And it, you know, we're it's not... It's easy for them to blow it off, but I think JJ and, and Frank are correct that it is an accurate assessment. I, I think that a lot of countries besides the Nazis have uh, you know committed this level of uh, tyranny in the um, area of uh, imperialism, and this is imperialism. Nazis were would be imperialists, frankly, not even very successful at it. So, what's a good imperialistic uh, metaphor this to use? Just imperialism. Um, yeah, and that's, so there's that's no like former culture or nation that that did the same thing that we're doing. Uh, 
they are the doing now. British Empire, frankly, was uh, quite good at doing just this. So we're going to continue here. Uh, also, on the way in, in this uh, this program tonight, if we get the chance, Mark, you're going to be telling us about some of the things high school students don't know. But first, I'm going to jump into a couple of emails here. This one actually came in a little while back, Mark. You had, you had said that it's a bad idea, in your opinion, to crack a window when the police pull you over and only speak to the police through the window that has been cracked. You I think that, that it can uh, certainly escalate the situation unneeded. Uh, it can be an unneeded escalation. Well, a, a young lady listener of the show uh, emails in. She says she got pulled over on the way to, uh, actually she's visiting the Keene area recently, and she says, I was stressed out because I've recently gone over previous traffic stops in my head and hadn't really been sure what I would do differently in similar future encounters. I wanted things to go as smoothly as possible, so I pulled over, turned on my hazard lights, turned off my engine, and turned on my dome light. So he could see into my car and have less fear for his own safety. For the first time ever, I only opened my window about three inches. I had my license ready when he walked up. He was friendly, aside from the implicit threats that are standard with any traffic stop, and ended up giving me a warning in writing. I've never gotten one of those before, she says. Even though I dodged a question of his about where I was going, I was busy finding my registration and turning that over to him. He asked again and suggested a possible answer. Headed back to college? And I vaguely said I was on my way to visit a friend. Well, I felt I wasn't as open or forthcoming with information as I had been at past traffic stops. Perhaps it was my friendly tone. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't realize, she would say, uh, in response to his claim of 53 and a 35, which could mean that I didn't realize I was going 53 or could mean I didn't realize the limit was 35. My obvious lack of intoxication or my turning on the, the dome light is a courtesy to him, but I think this was probably the most positive experience I've ever had at a traffic stop, and she had this positive experience while still only cracking her window three inches down. I think it's very interesting, and I think that to some extent what she's saying is true. First off, I think she gets a bit of a nod for being a, a woman, right? Um, you know, in this culture... That does tend to help. In yep. this culture, um, it's you know expected that women will be in a little bit of more uh, fear for their safety than, than men will. And... Um, you know, so I mean, I can kind of see why the cop might have chosen, based on her gender, not to uh, pursue that in any way. And I think the dome light and, you know, putting your hands where you can see them, putting them over hazard lights, it sounds, I mean, you know, for all the world, like this girl's dad told her exactly what to do in one of these circumstances, and she was trying to be a uh, good citizen by doing just that. And then the cop sees all of these things and says, well, this is a good kid. I'll give her a warning. Um, I mean, that's how it all shows up for me as I hear the story. The point of the story, though, is to, you know, rebut the idea that it's always a bad idea to do this or that it could be a bad idea. I don't, I don't believe always You never know is who very you're dealing with, with when it comes to the cop. I mean, anytime you could be dealing with a rogue cop who will do whatever you know, yank your door open, pull you out of the car, uh, and then in those cases, cracking window isn't going to stop him. Uh, so 855-450-FREE is the number. It's just one person's experience for what it's worth. More coming up here. You can bring up anything you want. Hour 3 is next. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat, not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran, as big as a house, that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com
Pixies, Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. You can join us here on the air at 855-450-FREE, and of course join us online at freetalklive.com, where you get to control the content of the site. All the items you see there on the front page were put there by listeners like you. And what you do is you find something online you think our listeners would be interested in. Maybe it's serious, maybe it's fun something else you just submit it others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion and the most voted up makes it to the front page and the top of the site simple see it for yourself over at freetalklive.com and get interactive for free there again our toll-free number 855-450-FREE uh right now apparently the number one uh topic mitt romney owns clear channel it's true well, Bain Capital, I guess, which is Mitt Romney's company. Uh, I don't know what percentage owner of it he is, but he's certainly involved. Uh, they they own Clear Channel. They bought him out when they were having real financial troubles. Yeah, and Clear so, Channel so. owns Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity. Clear Channel and owns a part couple of, of other, the other major talkers. Clear Channel owns Glenn Beck. Clear Channel owns Rush Limbaugh. Uh, but they own half of Sean Hannity's shows, I understand it. So half ownership is still ownership. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe the suggestion there is that there's some sort of conspiracy afoot, but I don't believe it because, well, we're on clear channel stations. So, I mean, if there was some sort of media conspiracy. And Glenn Beck hasn't exactly. I mean, he doesn't. He seems to be a pretty big supporter of Front Hall. I don't know. I haven't heard Glenn Beck, uh, but I, he's bur- he's been moving in the right direction from what I understand. And on top of that, Glenn Beck's been getting pulled off of some radio stations recently. So why is that? I don't know. I guess he's been getting too radical for people or something like hmm. that. So uh, there you go. That's, that's tough when your opinion gets you pulled off. I, you know, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> that's the top story right now over there. And then b- below that, the Marines doing their nasty stuff that we talked about last hour. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So one more email here, and then uh, we'll get to your calls. Also, the high school students, stuff they don't know. Uh, but first, there's uh, somebody who had emailed about Democracy Now! Apparently, this is a, you know, Democracy Now! is a huge a radio a radio TV show that is heard on a lot of public radio Amy stations. Goodman. Amy Goodman is the host. Uh, there's apparently some a good amount of money behind it. It is a well-financed, well-produced uh, television program, and it is incredibly popular. And I guess Democracy Now! apparently mentioned the Free State Project. They had a, a guest on the program, Arnie Arnson, who is a talk show host in New Hampshire. She kind of floats around. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it was a good mention then. <laughs> no, actually, she she said some pretty nice uh, nice things about it. Uh, let's see. Let's remind everyone about the difference between Iowa and New Hampshire, she said. In Iowa, 60% of the voters really describe themselves as evangelicals, and that's the Republican camp. In New Hampshire, that's probably closer to 20% and maybe even less. Yeah, I'd say less. Very libertarian. She says the Free State Project chose New Hampshire as a place to create their base of operations if they're going to change the world as they see it. So there's a strong libertarian streak. Ron Paul obviously has a great cash uh, cachet and appeal for that. So, no, she didn't trash on, on the Free State Project. Just got it. She threw it out there. And so he emails to, to tell us about this. And, and I appreciate Arnie. that. This mm-hmm. is uh, David who's emailing in. But what I found most interesting was David's uh, PS, his postscript on the email here. He says, I discovered Free Talk Live through the Occupy Wall Street demonstrations. I was looking for news about Occupy Wall Street on iTunes Radio and listened to an episode of your show because of the name of the station. I found Ian's early support of Occupy Wall Street to be fair and unbiased compared to the other shows covering the protests. That hooked me, and I've been listening for three months now. As a lifelong Democrat who has become disillusioned with my party, Free Talk Live's message made a lot of sense. I think that the liberty folks like you and the liberal folks like me have a lot more in common than I ever thought possible. 
We all want freedom, and that's the main issue. All the rest is minor compared to freedom. Therefore, I changed my party affiliation to Republican, as scary as that sounds, <laughs> yeah, so I can vote for Ron Paul in California. I'm not sure what other liberals think. For me, Obama has failed, and Romney is a nightmare possibility. Ron Paul seems to be the only sane choice, and that's 180 degrees away from how I thought when I voted for Obama in 2008. Ron Paul 2012. Peace from David. Wow. You know, I, I know the feeling that he has had there. I mean, I at one point decided I'm never going to be a Republican again. And I forestalled the Republican uh, thing and just decided, you know, I didn't want to do that. But here in New Hampshire, you have to declare one thing or the other when you walk in. Even if you're undeclared, you have to declare something in order to be able to, to vote in the primary, mm-hmm. obviously. So I have to say, yeah, I want to declare that I'm a Republican. Right. And <laughs> it's. It can be shock. It was shocking at the time. Now, since then, I've decided that I want to uh, remain a Republican so that I can, you know, perhaps uh, run for an office uh, or something like that. But, um, yeah, for a while there, I found it very distasteful. The reason I wanted to share this was because it's a great story about how someone found the ideas of liberty, but also to point out again why I got involved in Occupy Wall Street. Uh, because, number one, it's activism, and it's activism for the most part that I didn't find offensive, and so I wanted to to be involved in it and, and kind of help you know, direct it in, in a positive, liberty-oriented direction as much as possible. I didn't really think beforehand that it would have an effect on, on air. I mean, I knew we'd be talking about it on air, but I didn't even you know, connect that, oh, people might hear this who are interested in Occupy Wall Street. Didn't even cross my mind. I only did it for reasons of connecting with locals. But essentially what happened with David here is what I am hoping will happen with people locally as well is that you know liberty-minded people getting involved in Occupy Wall Street are going to inevitably connect with the people there on the issues upon which they disagree, show them the principles of liberty, and then down the road, they come on board. And one thing I would hope further um, is that uh, people who believe in the ideas of liberty temper their speech to the point that they sound fair um, in the same way that this guy believed that you sounded fair. Right. Um, you know, because, I mean, it can... It can be it's easy sometimes to throw out something hyperbolic and fun and with a well, libertarian macho flash, I believe, is the terminology mm-hmm. you've used already. And and it it really does nothing. Well, it's, I think I think a big it's, part of that has to do with the fact that individuals who have this sort of liberty belief system or ideology or philosophy, whatever you want to term it, have a more individual based viewpoint system where they, they understand that there are individuals within the Occupy movement that you can agree with, that, that you can support, and there are individuals which you disagree with. Right. And you, you understand you don't throw out everybody or you don't cast judgment and crucify them all. You you support that aspect that you agree with and you sort of perpetuate the news that is news that should be talked about, even if it isn't, you know, perfectly in line with what you ideology ideologically want to see. Uh, but I think the initial coverage of Occupy Wall Street was very fair. I know I came out against some of the ideas, but I, I, whenever we talked about it on the air, it was it was definitely more like, well, not everybody is thinking that. So I can't right. discount them all. I saw an opportunity to uh, touch base with other people who who care, other people who are concerned enough to where they want to do something. They don't know what. They don't know what they want exactly in general. I mean, they they have some ideas of like you know take money out of politics, etc. So that's going to fix politics. But uh, they you know they have some ideas. But ultimately, these are people looking for solutions. And so the ideas of liberty are those solutions. They inca- they they, uh, right. they encompass those solutions. And when presented in a reasonable manner, that's not frothing at the mouth and uh, is is comfortable. And after you've gotten to know someone. 
then they can be very persuasive. I think also, just to be said, that it's respectable to see people doing something or taking action, even if they don't have the, the right action per se at the very moment. They they can always you know take a new action or change course, mm-hmm. but at least they're doing something. At least they're not just being upset and sitting in their home and sitting on the internet just trolling or writing hate speech. They're actually going out and doing something, which I find to be commendable. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Steve in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, JJ and Mark. Yeah, I've been listening the last week or so trying to figure you guys out. Uh, you know, because I left the Republican Party years ago, and, and I'm sure as heck not Democrat. You know, and, and people are looking for something different. Um, but I used to be one of those brutal law enforcement officers you are talking about tonight, and I just got back from three years in Afghanistan over there, and I've got plenty of Taliban friends from the work I did over there. And uh, but now you you take these wide splice with the brush there and painting people with you know your stereotypes. I mean, I I think I'm a good Christian guy. I grew up in Catholic school, and here now I'm a Nazi. And uh, because a few people did something wrong, you paint me with that brush. And then you know I, I guess somebody's had a bad experience with a cop, and so we're all proof that can't be trusted enough to wear your window three inches. And it's, absolutely ridiculous that you that you take that kind of shot at people uh, when you you fill it and don't know what you're talking about well not all cops are bad i mean i realize you've only been listening for a week not all cops are bad but they all are potentially rogue and possibly dangerous um and if you've seen enough bad cop stories and we've seen plenty of them i'll tell you what stick with us steve we'll bring it back we can get dig uh, deep dig a little deeper into this conversation because it's worthy of being uh, discussed in detail 855-450-FREE is the SACL cai toll free line You can take control. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those. Uh, Again, features like our listening options, broadband and dial-up versions of the streams are there, available to you around the clock so if it's three in the morning you want to hear the latest episode of free talk live just tune into the stream it's right there playing for you and in addition to that you'll learn about the over 100 great radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times our satellite listening options including two xm satellite radio channels our free to air ku band channel the webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance so head over to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything you need for the uh, survivalist in your family. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and you know how important that is online. 
some prices are so low they can't even mentioned on the air. Uh, I've had a couple of friends of mine who are you know big into the uh, camping and uh, survival gear uh, thing go to manventureoutpost.com and they're very impressed with the prices. So uh, before you buy any other camping, hunting, or shooting gear, go to manventureoutpost.com and uh, check it out. They you can get additional five percent off with coupon code FTL. It's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. Okay, so we're going to continue here. Steve is on the line, a former law enforcement officer, was in the military as well, and has uh, has been upset by some of the things he's heard on the air here tonight. And I think it's uh, it's appropriate to address these issues because if we had communicated what you thought you heard, Steve, then we miscommunicated this evening. At least I think we did because I don't think anybody intended to call all police thugs or you know dangerous or something like that. Are you are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, great. So let's start with the police and then go back to the the military as uh, as an issue here. Uh, your your concern was that we were talking about not rolling a window down all the way for a police officer when they come up to your car, and uh, so you know there are good reasons to do this. One of those uh, good reasons might be that maybe you're not dealing with a police officer officer friendly at all. Maybe you're dealing with someone who's an imposter, uh, which is certainly a possibility. In fact. Uh, the police have Happens acknowledged this, right? The police acknowledge that there are people that uh, play like police officer to try to, say, rape women or, uh, you know, or hurt people or whatever. I mean, you'd acknowledge that, wouldn't you? Well, sure I would. And I was, but at the same time, you know, maybe I didn't misunderstand it, but it seems to me you're you're presenting it and reading the the, you know, the girl's article that she wrote in the, uh, uh, you know, on the page of their other website or whatever it was. It, you know, to, to paint the police officers, and you said it right before we went on break, you know, that they all had the potential to be rogue. Well, that's a hell of a way to look at people who are trying to protect your life. Well, if you were trying to protect that, me, you wouldn't be pulling me over if I hadn't hurt anybody else. And cops regularly are, are the aggressors, you, I sir. I would pull you over because you created an infraction in the law or a misdemeanor or a felony. Well, that's not protecting you know, me. That's threatening me with violence if I don't do what you say. No, it, no, it's protecting other people from you but i wasn't dangerous if i was if i was speeding safely i'm not being dangerous breaking the law is not uh necessarily a dangerous act speeding safely yeah absolutely you do it all the time as a cop now let me step in here for a second you know i I do it all the time as a citizen but it's not right for me to do it either do you really think that you put the world in danger by going uh, nine miles an hour over the speed limit or whatever well, you know, sometimes when you're going nine miles an, over, miles an hour over and I have to clean up the mess afterwards of some kid laying dead on the street because that nine mile an hour kept you from not running that stop sign, you couldn't stop and sign, and then you had an accident, society says... People, people get run over limit. by people going the speed limit. People get run over by people not going the speed limit. I mean, you know... So, the, so are you proposing we don't have any laws? Is well, I, I, actually, I want to talk to you about speed limits for a second. Um, I, I wonder to myself um, whether speed limits are set up by this... Uh, you know, this army of uh, engineers and white coats that do, um, you know, like exhaustive testing in a particular geographic area to decide whether or not what the optimum speed for, you know, everybody from the age of 18 to 98 that would be traveling in every kind of vehicle from motorcycle mm-hmm. to a three-wheeled solar car to a SUV to your average four-wheel sedan. And with every kind of tire from snowshoes to bald tires to every, um, you know, all these different different variables and they come up with a mathematical formula that 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 spits out the very perfect speed limit or some bureaucrat says oh yeah 
35. And, um, you know, it, like it's it's just a stupid slow speed that, uh, you know, you that some arbitrarily enforced by a police officer who's never met whoever put that sign up, doesn't know if that doesn't care if that's the right speed and chooses whether or not, who they're going to give tickets to and who they're not going to give tickets to. I mean, wouldn't you say that well, like a lot of police officers have those stickers on the back of their cars that have the the blue line on them. Yeah, Don't you line. think they do that because they know that their brothers in the, the guild won't give them tickets? Well, well, let me, let's go back though. I mean, all that stuff you just said. So the answer is yes. Mark. What, what's your solution? Your solution is what? To put my solution out there. Because, Here's my solution. Can I talk? You, well, I you asked me a question. A you asked me a well, question. No, I, I haven't even given you okay. the premise for the question yet. All right. You're, you're, you're putting it out there that, that we can't, engineer any of that or have any logical thought to come up with some kind of rules of society where we can all live in in harmony in some way so we're not there killing each other driving one of us 90 and one of us 10 so so since we can't obviously engineer that what's your solution for how we actually get through in society and on the roads without killing each other if we don't set some kind of rules that we all have in common that we all drive by so that we therefore don't crash into each other all the time. How do we do that? Okay, so I think that uh, there there have to be in the paradigm that the government owns the roads, and I frankly think that that's an aggression against people um, by you know taking right of ways and all these these sorts of things that uh, private roads could be privately handled. You'd see a lot more innovation in the area of uh, of cars and the way that they speed. Currently, Google has a car that will drive itself, but the state governments don't want to let it even on the road, even though it's shown itself to be far more uh, far safer than than the average driver um, so I mean the, the government tends to stifle innovation in this area but if I would I would further venture to you and to say that if if speed limits are the best way to handle things and I I can see why people you know have a, have an affinity for them then you know they all break them they should be right and if those speed limits were right we should have gizmos placed every a mile and a quarter that uh, you know track everybody's speed because if you're going 1 mile an hour over the speed limit you are unsafe sir you know like that's uh, i'm not directing that at you i'm just saying you you the person out there if you're going 1 mile an hour over the speed limit because the speed limit is the maximum safe speed you can direct a vehicle now nobody would say that this is true they would say oh well you know there yeah, yeah, there's a, some fudge room there no big deal um, but, you know, that if it really is the maximum speed that's safe, then let's put robots out there to catch people on film. These little uh, these little gizmos are significantly cheaper than law enforcement officers who get paid 100 grand a year with benefits. And then don't forget, the uh, they are only on for 20 years. And then after but that, it's they've got a pension. it's not about safety. It's about it's not. money. It's about revenue. Because well, I, wish you, I wish you'd tell me who those officers are so I could be one because I never got close to that. And my wife, who currently is a cop, isn't even anywhere near that. Well, so. Well, you're quit exaggerating, but I, I'm not exaggerating. Now, an employee, employee avoiding, costs. An employee costs. The question, the question me, is, how would you make a credible that. story as to how you would run society in that way where speed is concerned as opposed to armchair quarterbacking and shooting holes in every possible thing that is out there already? And, and, and tell us how it comes to fruition with all the robots or the, the Google takes over. Well, all right, hang on, Steve. We'll get back to it in a moment. 855 free. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
if anything, toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have for you there, freetalklive.com, including our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone and you'd like quick access to our live streams and podcast, go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com to get there. That's m dot freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try if you've heard about it. It's a device that will uh, vaporize a, a nicotine in a way that uh, will deliver it to you without all the smoke, the, the, the secondhand smoke and the, the smoky smell and, the, frankly, the, the health hazards uh, of regular smoking. It's 22 times 22,000 times healthier than a cigarette, and you can get one of the best-made e-cigarettes in the market today from Vaporsmiths.com completely free. They'll give it to you for free. All you have to do is buy 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL at uh, Vaporsmiths.com. Uh, those f- you get those 40 cartomizers, you'll get a free starter kit that has two of these uh, e-cigarettes with it and a uh, charger. And it's uh, very easy to use. I actually was using mine during the break earlier. It's Vaporsmiths.com. You'll also get free shipping on orders of $60 or more. And since the e-cigarette, uh, 40 cartomizers do cost more than $60, it's $70. You'll get free shipping. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL. By the way, I wanted to let everybody know uh, from our conversation with Derek J. on Tuesday nights that – or on Tuesday night this week – that the Huntsman video that we had talked about in detail on the air is online over at freekeen.com. So if you haven't seen what happened when John Huntsman came to town, when uh, liberty activists were kicked out, uh, threatened with uh, with violence by the Keene Police Department uh, over simply quietly holding signs at a political event that was ostensibly open to the public, then all of that video is there at freekeen.com. It's called Freekeen Owns Huntsman. So uh, just scroll on down. You'll find it. It's right there pretty close to the top, at least at the moment. Freekeen.com. So uh, we lost the, the uh, gentleman that was on the line a few moments ago. Actually, he may be back here. Um, no, I th- no, I think it's a different guy from, okay. from Indy. But the gentleman we had uh, from Indy, Steve, I think his name was, he uh, dropped off the line. He had asked the question about speed limits because he wanted to have some sort of a vision for how things could be. Mark, you ended up kind of talking about, well, if speed limits are so important and there should be robots out there enforcing them because one mile over is, is dangerous and it's a you know, menace to society and we need to have uh, people out. You weren't being serious about that as, as your proposal. Well, right? I, I, I don't know, you know like how does, in a world where the government owns the roads and that's the world that we live in, it, it's a relatively new thing. I mean, people used to make roads and bridges and stuff like that. They'd charge tolls to go across them. Um, and you know that's that was a system that worked for some time. Mark, are you an engineer? Am I an engineer? No. Are you a physicist? No. Are you a scientist? I'm a talk show host. Exactly. Then how person. could you have the answers for speed limits? I I wouldn't know. No, what the of course speed you wouldn't were. know. But you got to strike the root with this sort of conversation. He, his whole thing is he's a former police officer mm-hmm. and a former member of the military. So clearly he's been very, you. very obedient to the state his whole life. Getting that that dollar for that exchange of that obedience and enforcing these laws that he has sworn or agreed to enforce. And his wife's a cop now. Right. And and the whole point that I think needs to be made is simply that why are you enforcing laws that harm people who have done no bad thing? No, they haven't harmed anyone. They haven't stolen anything. They haven't damaged property. Why are you enforcing laws against these peaceful people? I mean, that's the route that I think you yeah. need to strike with this gentleman. Well, I don't know. Because I mean, of the children, he said, you could run into one. 
you you could run into one. It, currently, we deal with a paradigm where the government owns the roads. And if you're going to deal with that paradigm where the government owns the roads, then the road owner necessarily is going to have some rules for conducting yourself on that road. How they will p- propose to you know enforce those rules and how and what those rules will be would be up to the road owner. Right. But that's the in answer. This, in, in, my this, in this world where the government owns the roads, there's no doubt got to be some rules on those roads. If the and, and what I would say is if there are speed limit rules, then we need to be clear as to what they are, because I think that they're very unclear. I think daytime, nighttime, uh, wet and uh, dry and, you know, old person, young person, motorcycle, car, like all these different vehicles might be able to, uh, you know, transverse a road at a different speed. But if you want to have one speed, yeah, I would be willing to say that a gizmo that would, uh, you know, spit out tickets, since that's the paradigm in which we live, would be superior to having law enforcement officers that show up once every three months. Well, not as far as fundraising goes. I think that if... if Because that's what it's all about, is fundraising and obedience. I mean, it's not about I don't think it's all about that. No, I think... It is about that. No, it's not all about that. To some extent, it's about people following the rules. That's what I said, obedience and fundraising. Okay. It's about do as we say or else. Because don't do as we do, because we speed all the time. We're the professionals. Oh, oh, hold on. Indeed, they do. Um, But when you're talking about a road owner in a private road and they have some rules and one of those rules is speed is that about obedience or is that about that's orderly? about respecting the rules of the private property owner in that case. right and for you that's what it would be but what about for them you were saying you were pro- projecting upon them what their thought process was and i'm asking you to now project upon this imaginary road owner what their thought process is for having rules uh, it's my property, and I can set rules so people can Fine, follow. Fine, then that that's what their thought process is too. Um, you know, I, I I get the concern that he has as far as speed goes, but I don't know that I think that nine miles an hour over the limit, I think uh, this, which is what he said, was uh, is you know that big of a problem. I think in most the whole circumstances. this whole conversation about speed limits is just like a wasted time sort of. Speed warp. is a huge area where it, people meet. I don't police. dispute that at all. But there are, I mean, people. What about the marijuana possession? What about you know having a tail light out? Mm-hmm. What about having a tag light out? I mean, there's all kinds of ridiculous things you get pulled over over for, regardless of speeding. Right. I mean, if you want to strike the route and, and, and talk about some real changes that can come about, then then why not pick one of these topics? Speeding, it's like... There well, are any of those topics. Don't tell me you're protecting me. I mean, that's what originally exactly. he was saying. Was you're doing I was pulled for- over for speeding and having a headlight out, um, you know, probably a year and a half ago here in Keene. The cops said, hey, you got a headlight out. By the way, you're over the speed limit. Um, look, just a verbal warning. I just want to let you know. I hopped out of the car because I didn't even believe him that my headlight was out. I probably should have let him know I was getting out of the car, but I did. I, you know, hopped out of the car. And, uh, you know, so I was grateful to the guy for telling me that my headlight was out. I wasn't uh, put out that this man would pull me over for such a reason that's what his job is well that's a real safety issue having a headlight out that tail light is too right i mean having having lights out means you might increase the likelihood of someone crashing into you at nighttime so that makes sense to give somebody a heads up about something like that 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 you could actually say i was doing that for for your for your safety but to suggest that pulling somebody over for speed is uh, is in many cases a safety issue is usually not true because there's most, plenty of times people are uh, sometimes you know, speed, yeah. driving dangerously is one thing but look, speeding is okay. not always driving dangerously look there is a section in my town that's 35 miles an hour it's relatively close to my house and people have a fit constantly 
constantly. It's a constant issue of contention. People want a cop in my town, which has no police officer, for the purpose of enforcing the speed in that one because area. Because of the children, right? Whatever reason it is that they want. Look, I don't want somebody going through there 70 miles an hour. Some guy uh, flipped his car and flew into a gas pump because he was going 110 through there. Wasn't he also was wasted? A, I, the, 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 the conjecture is they've, uh, they've got him for possession. He had some pills on his seat. I don't know whether or not he was intoxicated or not, but you go through there at 110 miles an hour and you're going to lose control of that vehicle and you know kill yourself and somebody okay. else. So yes, speed is an issue. Don't be a moron and say it's not. I didn't say it wasn't an issue. And so if you want to, if you want to control speed through this section of town, don't get a police officer who really will make something close to I shouldn't say make, will cost the town something close to $100,000 a year because every police officer needs a car. Every police officer gets dental and medical and all kinds of benefits. Every police, all the, and then the benefits after 20 years. So him saying that I was making a hyperbolic statement when it comes to costs of police officers, I don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, they don't get paychecks for $100,000 a year, but they get incredible if overtime. You want, if you want a section of town to be speed-dependent, then you you engineer that road. So oh, that if Ian person, doesn't like speed bumps either. No, no, no. You don't have to do speed bumps. What about turns? What about curves? What if a, people's what if, got people so, have hey, property hey, along the side of that some road? Some idiot goes too fast. Oh, we have to use eminent domain and, to go through. No, 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 How no, about no. you just teach your damn kids to look both ways before they cross the street? Problem solved. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there on the house. And if you enjoy the program, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We will take that $3 in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard. Right on our website, get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast and forum, all there over at amp.freetalklive.com. Do you not have enough time to read books anymore? If you're anything like me, this is uh, something I've uh, had really run into for a while. Well, audiobooks have, I've found, to be a great way to get in that reading that I want to do without carving time out of my day to sit down with a book. I could do all kinds of things while I listen to the book that I want to read. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got uh, books in all categories and uh, tens of thousands of them. I listen to audiobooks all the time, and Audible makes it easy uh, for me to download them. And, and you can get a free audiobook download from audible.com by, uh, and with a gold membership from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you go to that uh, URL, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, you can get a free 
audiobook. And this is uh, you know, between $10 and $20 value, depending on the book you, you pick. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. All right, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Marcus, listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Marcus, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, well, first of all, thank God we can put that last uh, conversation to rest. I was uh, making me a little tired to listen to. No offense. Um, I actually called in because I've been a little bit busy with work, and uh, I'm a new listener, and I've ne- I haven't heard anybody address the uh, SOPA, the Stop Online Privacy Act, yet. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, we're against it, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, we, absolutely. We did talk that. about in detail uh, on a, uh, several shows back, I don't know, a couple weeks at this point, probably about this SOPA that uh, anyone who appreciates privacy in the digital realm should be uh, in opposition to. Anyone who appreciates freedom of speech uh, should be in opposition to. I mean, they're basically going to come up with a, a blacklist for websites that will be enforced by uh, the Internet service providers, and it makes them, the ISPs, the essentially the unpaid agents, uh, enforcing agents of the state, and there's some really, uh, really scary stuff about it. i also seen that um, they're directly attacking uh, websites that have just any kind of user-generated content. So, uh, you know, YouTube's going to be at risk, and a lot of, like, you know, reference websites, gaming websites, and stuff like that. And I heard that uh, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Google were actually um, planning to do a blackout on the day that it goes to legislation. I don't know if you had heard anything yep, about I'd that. I heard about that, too. I, I mean, it's going to be pretty unbelievable if they actually shut down their services. Uh, but that's, I guess, what the, the discussion is. Either that or it'll call. just be like a black front page, and then you can click through to the actual uh, service. But, J.J., you had some news about SOPA. Yeah, that's right. I have this uh, story uh, from, I guess it's referencing Tech Turk, but it's uh, Extreme Tech Dot com and it talks about the uh, Pirate Bay is immune to SOPA. Basically, I'm going to skip. Yeah, I'm going to skip to the facts here. It says apparently it all comes down to the fact that Pirate Bay has a .org domain, and according to this uh, this person researched it, the current version of SOPA bill working its way through Cong- Congress excludes American domestic domains from being target of takedown notices from copyright holders. American in this, domestic. In this case, a domestic domain is any domain that comes from a TLD run by an Amer- American registry. And sure enough, .org's registry is Public Interest Registry, a U.S. nonprofit based in Virginia. Wow. In other words, the PirateBay.org isn't eligible for a SOPA-based takedown, even if its servers are based in Sweden or another country outside the U.S. So, wait. I have one more question. For you. Yeah, go ahead. Quick, bump me out. Um, also, I heard a while back... Uh, during when Obama first got elected into office. Um, this could be completely false, but it's just something I never heard anything else about. But I, I heard he was trying to make um, a public office uh, that I heard titled the Internet Czar. Have you guys heard anything about that? I've, I recall vaguely. It seemed like um, everybody was going to get a czar title there for a little while. Right, right, which I've heard some other titles being called that too. But I was just curious if you guys thought in general um, – which looks like this could be the first wave of the SOPA. Um, it, it just appears to me like the government's trying to control uh, the Internet as a media outlet for a lot of different reasons, you know, the piracy reasons, but also, like, I don't know, just, <clears throat> I just didn't know if that related. But well, It stands to reason that if, uh, to me, that if the government believes that it can get a hold of the Internet, it sure would love to. It's, it's uh, not been terribly successful up to this point, but uh, it would uh, well, love to. It's like the last free media outlet there is, you know, because you don't really get justice on CNN and Fox News and all those media outlets. They're not really fair and balanced, as they would say, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's no just, doubt about it's it. It's just kind of scary. 
It is scary, and I I hope that, uh, you know, even if it does come to pass, I I hope that the techs will somehow keep it at bay, and I don't know what that will mean. I don't know, you know, the ins and outs, uh, all the details of how things exactly work or how how we can still protect freedom on the Internet, but I trust that the geeks will will do it. I don't know how, but I trust them. Thank you, Mark. Marcus, I appreciate hearing from you tonight. So, JJ, are you saying that... Any website that is U.S. based won't be able to be targeted by SOPA. Did I misunderstand? Registry. Yeah, anyone it excludes American domestic domains from being the subject of tar, uh, the target of takedown notices. Believe it or not, the same logic. .dot com and .dot net domains, both of which are managed by American company Verisign, would also be immune to the SOPA as it currently stands. Presumably, the bill distinguishes between domestic and non-domestic domains for legal or political reasons. SOPA was originally designed to target any U.S.-directed site, i.e. any site that is accessible from the U.S., mm-hmm. but, re- but a recent amendment narrows the target of SOPA down to foreign Internet sites. If, that is, if this is really the case, SOPA, as it stands, is toothless. And, uh, Interesting. Well, whether that, whether to, that uh, modification will stand is still remains to be seen, right? Yes, exactly. I think what I, I also saw, on, I believe, on Reddit or another site where they were talking about... Uh, the SOPA, it, there's more changes to come. And, well, right. Um, now, so what we know about government programs is that they always change. So maybe this is a provision that someone has put in in order to encourage it to be passed, in order to, well, look, we're only targeting those bad websites from around the world that are doing things, so it won't affect the American sites, but then maybe down the line they'll change the rules and it'll make it so it'll affect anybody. Ostensibly, uh Barack Obama could uh, issue a signing statement saying, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to use this against domestic sites as well, or whatever." You know, he could because the president now in this current state of our quote unquote government, if you will, it's more of a tyrannical dictatorship than that. But anyway, uh, he can basically make his own law with signing statements. Let's continue with your thoughts, Travis. Also calling from West Virginia, listening to WBTS in Charleston. Travis, go ahead. Hey guys, uh, there's been talk of if Ron Paul doesn't get the nomination, that he's wanting to do good enough to go to the convention, give a speech, and try to affect the Republican Party platform. And the anointed nominee, Mitt Romney, the thought has to cross his mind that he may not beat Barack Obama without Ron Paul's supporters. And the thought also crossed my mind that he may offer Ron Paul a job, maybe as economic advisor or something of that nature. My goodness, if have you been s- listening to what goes on in the studio between the breaks? Uh, we haven't talked about we that. We talked about it last night, actually. <laughs> I, I talked, don't recall that. I was talking with, uh, I wasn't talking to you about it. I, you, okay. you hate the political conversations, you get up and walk away. Uh, but I was actually talking with Nimi about it. Um, uh, yeah, I think that it would be wise, I do not think it is likely, for uh, Mitt Romney to offer Ron Paul, say, the Secretary of the Treasury position or something like that. Um, then he would solidify his uh, his lead because he'd likely get a, a, a great deal of the, the, the Paul supporters to uh, to push the Romney ticket. I don't My think... question is, should libertarian activists like myself get behind that if that happens? Uh, no I, way, I, no. I know, it's very I know Romney's a capitalist, but there's a lot of big government things he's did in Massachusetts, so I'm just really not sure. Just because someone's Paul a capitalist say, doesn't mean anything about their, their personality or what they believe or political anything like okay. that. No, I mean, the guy's a thug. Uh, no, you don't support thugs, and especially not thugs that promise you things that sound really good. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, okay, so he promises to give Ron Paul some kind of seat in his administration. Here you go. Here's your seat. 
Go yeah, sit over there. Shut up. Here's your muzzle to go All with right. it. So, there you go, Travis. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That is the, the toll-free number. I don't think that he would make the offer, so I don't know that uh, you know uh, that one would uh, you know, that it's worth having the the conversation about. But I think it's it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I mean, would I prefer to have a because I I really do believe we're going to have a president um, after 2012, and I guess the question is uh, which one do you which Secretary of the Treasury would you prefer to have? I would prefer to have Ron Paul. But that presumes that uh, he would honor his commitment. It does choice, presume that. Or, it would seem or like that Ron would, Paul would have power as that is in the position that he's to granted. a greater or lesser extent. Um, he's going to have some level of power. Yeah, in that I doubt position. all that. I would say no. Yep, no way. I don't support thugs. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com, it has been Ian here with you. JJ and Mark. All right, and don't forget, you can check JJ's uh, TV workout over freekeen.com. TV.freekeen.com will take you to the Freekeen TV episodes. See you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.